2: This is Seven News with Anne Sanders.
3: Good morning. Victoria is bracing for a reported record infection toll overnight with a staggering 484 new cases, the highest so far. Millions of Australians are now hours away from strict new rules going into effect. Melbourne is about to enter a new phase of their virus fight. Face coverings will legally have to be worn outside the House with fines issued for anyone not complying. Melina Saras is live in Melbourne. Melina, good morning to you. Grim news there to be confirmed by the Premier soon. Good
4: morning, Anne. An awful new record for Victoria. We are hearing 484 new cases overnight. The previous record was 428 cases, which was last Friday. Premier Daniel Andrews is due to hold a press conference at 12.30. It is later than his usual daily update. Delayed press conferences usually coincide with these big increases in numbers. Melbourne has been in lockdown for two weeks now and it was hoped numbers would have started to drop by now, but. They they haven't and that's why we're moving to mandatory masks at midnight tonight face coverings and masks are required if you leave your home for one of the four reasons that's work and study shopping exercise and caregiving police will issue $200 fines if you're caught not wearing a mask
3: are a terrible spread in nursing homes there and now the virus is in Victoria's prisons a single guard has forced the lockdown of six separate corrections facilities
4: and the prison officer at Ravenhall Correctional Centre returned a positive test for COVID-19 yesterday. They're still investigating which staff and prisoners he came into contact with. But as a precaution, Ravenhall and five other prisons have been placed into lockdown. They include Hopkins Correctional Centre, Langhe Kalkal, Barwon Prison, Fulham and Loddon Prisons. And
3: Melina Saras reporting from Melbourne. Thank you. 16 new cases have just been confirmed in New South Wales. Samantha Brett joins us from Sydney. Sam, the Premier warning the state is not out of the woods yet. And good morning. Yes, Premier Gladys
5: Berejiklian has warned the people of New South Wales not to become complacent and that we are a state that is still on the high alert. We've seen 16 new cases in the past 24 hours, one from hotel quarantine and the others are from existing known clusters or cases. The Premier is again urging anyone with symptoms to get
6: tested. We want everybody to think seriously about what they're doing over the weekend to make sure you avoid crowds, make sure you avoid putting yourself in a situation
5: which will compromise your health or those of others. The Premier has also asked anyone who may have been directly exposed to someone with the virus to stay home for 14 days, the full 14 days, and to take that very seriously. And there's still concerns over that cluster at Weatherall Park and also for the community at Port Stephens, although so far there is only one case there. Anne?
3: Samantha Brett reporting. Thank you, Sam. Almost 200 travellers are right now on the run somewhere in Queensland after giving authorities a slip. They gave fake names and contact details when crossing over and now can't be found. Bianca Stone sent this report from Coolingata on the Queensland border. A record number of people were turned
6: away from these Gold Coast border checkpoints yesterday. 55 people sent packing back into New South Wales. People are becoming more creative trying to get through these checkpoints and sneak into Queensland. One man who perhaps wasn't so creative, a 41-year-old man who was busted by police in the Southern Downs region. He had climbed into the back of a hatchback. His friend tried to drive him across the border. Police pulled them over. They couldn't help but laugh when they opened up the boot and found him crunched up in the back. He was pulled out, fined $4,000 for his trouble and booted back to New South Wales. Now people sneaking across the border isn't the only problem police are facing. They're also finding people are lying on their declaration forms. New police statistics show they have done more than 2,300 compliance checks since April. 185 people couldn't be found. They've given false addresses, said they were self-quarantining when, in actual fact, they are not. That is a real concern for authorities because if just one of those people have COVID-19, a new cluster can start
3: in Queensland. The Treasurer is defending plans to taper back the government's support payments of JobKeeper and job seeker, despite fewer people returning to the workforce than expected. Live to Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Hello, Olivia. What will be the impact of these changes to people relying on government support?
5: Good morning, Anne. Well, welfare groups warn that this will push more Australians into poverty. The government extending JobKeeper until March and the unemployment benefit JobSeeker until at least the end of the year. But lowering those payments, arguing the current rate isn't sustainable. The move cautiously welcomed by businesses, giving them more certainty, but unions particularly concerned about part-time workers. There will be tougher eligibility tests for businesses to receive support, whilst anyone on JobSeeker will have to search for at least four jobs a month despite concerns the positions just aren't there.
6: In parts of Australia at the moment it's just almost impossible to try and get a job so I think that that's one area that the government should reassess. Well there are
2: jobs coming back and we want to give the the public who are on JobSeeker the best possible chance of getting into a job.
5: Tomorrow, the Treasurer will reveal his economic statement set to show the biggest budget deficit since World War II, likely exceeding $200 billion. And we'll see new forecasts for economic growth and unemployment. They had predicted 850,000 Australians would be back in work by now, but we are nowhere near that, so expect to see a new target,
3: Anne. Olivia, leave me in Canberra. Thank you, Olivia. President Trump has told the American people the pandemic will get worse before it gets better. It's a drastic change of tone from the Commander in Chief. Now departing from his previously optimistic stance of a rapid economic rebound, Ashley Mullaney has more.
7: Good morning, Anne. Well, unlike past coronavirus briefings, the President took to the podium alone today with a notable shift in his message for America. As cases surge across the country, the president conceded the situation will likely get worse before it gets better here. Recognizing that this health crisis he hoped would disappear is still ravaging the nation. These are not just small embers, he said, but big fires in some states like Florida. Six months into the pandemic, it was the most direct message the president has delivered on masks.
1: We'll act responsibly, and we're asking everybody that when you are not able to socially distance, wear a mask, get a mask, uh, whether you like the mask or not. Uh, they have an impact, they'll have an effect, and we need everything
2: we can get.
7: The president held his last coronavirus briefing in April, coming under fire for suggesting bleach could be used to treat the virus. Since then, another 90,000 Americans have died. It is undoubtedly the greatest challenge of his presidency. Today, he acknowledged he will be judged on his handling of the crisis, while touting his successes. Still, the president is trailing the presumptive Democratic nominee, Joe Biden, by 15 points nationally. Biden countering the press briefing with his own today.
2: For all his bluster about his expertise on the economy, he's unable to explain how it will actually help working families hit the hardest. You know, he's quit on you and he's quit on this country.
7: With just 104 days until the election, the president's rallies have been derailed and this, the White House, is his podium for now.
3: The Qantas jumbo jet will take off for the last time today after 50 years of safe landings with the airline. The Queen of the Skies is being retired but not before one final send-off. Sean White reports.
8: Yeah, good morning. Well, the Queen of the Skies, uh, grounded for good. Uh, But not before one final flight, uh, leaving today uh, flight number QF7474 from Sydney. Uh, at 2 p.m. And what this really means is the end of an era when it comes to aviation and travel. Uh, five decades in fact. It was way back in 1971, can you believe it, when the 747 was first introduced uh, to Australia. And for many Aussies it represents the first time they really went overseas uh, for many generations. Uh, and earlier this morning we heard from a supervan, van, uh, Tim Bowery, uh, to get his thoughts on this final flight.
1: I'm absolutely a huge fan. Um, I've got my son named Jet, after the Jumbo Jet of course. Um, I've also got the, uh, this particular aircraft's registration as well as 747 as my car number plate, which I've had since 2008. It's a huge part of my life and I'm, I'll be very sad to see it go.
8: So the final 747 to make its flight to Los Angeles, uh, and from there it will go to the uh, American Desert uh, to retire for good.
3: Amber Heard has told a London courtroom she was always faithful to Johnny Depp during their marriage and that the star treated her like a punching bag for years. And in yet another bizarre twist to the Rock Court case, Barnaby Joyce has now entered the fray, calling for Ms Heard to be investigated. Sarah Greenwich reports from London.
1: Well, Amber Heard has given a second full day of evidence on what is week three of this trial. The actress denies she ever had an affair while she was married to Johnny Depp. The court was read out a text message exchange between Heard and Elon Musk, where he offers her 24-7 security protection. We were also shown CCTV of actor James Franco arriving at her apartment late one night, the day after an alleged drug fueled attack by Johnny Depp, where he allegedly threw a phone at Amber Heard face. She told the court that Franco said to her, oh my God, what happened? Johnny Depp is suing The Sun newspaper for publishing an article back in 2018 calling him a wife-beater, a label he strongly denies. Amber Heard said that throughout the course of their relationship, she was used as his quote, punching bag. Heard says the only time she ever hit Depp was to defend her sister, claiming a few days prior to what is referred to as the staircase incident, she'd heard a rumor that Depp had once pushed his ex-girlfriend Kate Moss down the stairs and feared he would do the same thing. Heard broke down talking about what she describes as a three-day hostage ordeal while the couple was staying on the Gold Coast during their trip to Australia in 2015. She says she was barefoot, naked and couldn't breathe when he was pushing her against a benchtop covered in glass. Meanwhile, Barnaby Joyce is demanding that authorities investigate Amber Heard for perjury after it was revealed in court that she forced an assistant to lie about smuggling their dogs, pistol and boo into Australia in that now infamous incident.
3: A hostage crisis has ended in Ukraine after the nation's president caved in to one of the terrorist demands. Ten passengers were being held on a bus at gunpoint. But they were freed after the president went on Facebook to declare everyone should watch the 2005 animal rights film Earthlings. The gunman has been arrested and the Ukrainian president has now deleted the video. A huge fire has broken out at an egg farm in the US, killing nearly 300,000 chickens. The blaze was sparked at the Redbird Egg Farm in New Jersey. The fire quickly took hold, with the entire building engulfed in flames. Space lovers in Switzerland were given a treat when the comet Neowise appeared in the night sky. Its trail of gas and dust debris was clearly visible from the ground. The comet will disappear from view tomorrow and won't be seen again for almost 7,000 years. Rock legend Jimmy Barnes has revealed he spent Monday night in hospital. The cold chisel frontman assured fans his illness wasn't coronavirus related and he's doing well. And to prove it, he released this video of himself oh. singing for staff at St Vincent's Hospital.
2: But what would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out of me?
3: Barnes didn't elaborate on the reason for his hospital stay.